Hello, everyone. My name is Joshua Nather, and I am on a mission to understand how young people see the world. You are about to watch an interview between myself and someone else who is under 25 years old about their worldview, that is their identity, religion, and politics. As you watch this interview, please keep in mind that in 5, 10, 40 years from now, we are not going to be the same people as we are today. And if we are the same people as we are today, then we have done a bad job of listening and learning to the people around us. So without further ado, enjoy. Hello. We're at the top of Mount Albert uh, in Colorado. It's the tallest mountain in Colorado. So today is going to be a worldview from a worldview. Uh, it was one of the first things I thought of whenever I wanted to start doing uh, this podcast. So I'm excited to do it with one of my best friends, Nathaniel. Uh, he carried a lot of the camera stuff up, uh, all of it for a good majority of the hike. So, uh, anyways, hope you enjoy the view and, uh, his perspective on the world. So Nathaniel, tell me a little bit about yourself. Hello everyone. Yeah. So, um, like he said, just got off a great hike. Um, I'll say, you know, yeah, that's something that I enjoy uh, a lot is just, the outdoors and just um spending time in god's nature um that's something i value deeply and try to prioritize um yeah so i'm, I'm from dallas uh texas i'm a student at the university of texas mm -hmm. at dallas yeah uh, live in plano um yeah uh finance student graduating in december um he's really good at it by the way appreciate that <laughs> i don't know about that but uh yeah um you know, so, I mean, just super involved in a bunch of different things, have a bunch of different hobbies, um, try to stay off the computer as much as possible and, you know, just love having yeah. time with people and being with people as much mm -hmm. as I can. So, so uh, first question, what are key points of your identity? Good question. I'd say the very first thing that comes to mind is that my identity is in uh, being a child of the living God. Okay. Follower, yeah. follower of Jesus. Those things go hand in hand for me. Um, I think my my identity is that um, yeah, I, have a, I have a heavenly father uh, and that, you know, I'm his kid. I'm under his care. And then how that identity actually plays out is following Jesus day by day. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Okay. Um, so you're... Uh, just something I know about you is that you're uh, Jewish. So, uh, you know, I, I think we've probably went over this before, but would you say you're a Messianic Jew or a Christian? Yeah, I, I would definitely use Messianic Jew before using Christian. Okay, okay. Um, I think for me, I don't, I don't love introducing myself as either of those things because I think that, um, you know, any, any religion – you know, if, if all it is is religion, it's missing the point. Okay, so yeah. I, I like yeah. to introduce myself as a follower of Jesus. Um, but yeah, I would I would definitely say I align more with with the Messianic Jew. Um, I I'm Jewish. That's uh, a big part of my identity. Uh, so, um, how does uh, how does me being a Messianic Jew affect your identity and your life? Yeah, great question. So yeah, I think for me. Um, it, it affects a lot of the ways that I relate to God, relate to other people, mm -hmm. um, things that I grew up doing with my family. Yeah. Um, so, uh, 
so just different holidays that we would observe. Um, I go to congregation on Saturday. Okay. Yeah. Um, instead so of Sunday. Instead of Sunday. Okay. And cool. I kind of like to say, you know, Jesus was Jewish. That was part of his identity. And <laughs> that was something that he practiced. Yeah. And um, so just trying to follow in his footsteps, um, you know. So, yeah. So I'd say it affects my, my identity in a lot of ways. And fun kind of thing on that, it's actually Sukkot is this weekend. Okay. Yeah. Uh, which is uh, where Israelites sleep in tents. And yeah. we got to sleep in a tent last night. We slept in a We're tent We're going to try night. and not do that tonight, though. Hate to be sacrilegious <laughs> towards Sukkot. But, yeah. yeah. It was 30 degrees, under 30 degrees. Yeah. It was, and we can't start a fire because burn ban. Anyways, continue. Yeah. Sukkot, Jewish identity. It affects how you live a little bit because you celebrate Jewish holidays. Uh, you practice a lot, right? Or as best you can. Uh, <laughs> That's a tough question. Okay, do you try to practice the law? Or like, okay, the Torah is the first five books of the Bible, um, which is where the law is, and generally Christians don't follow them. And that's, so that's why I ask if there's anything specific that you follow out of it. Yeah, well, so the interesting thing about that, um, so there's a season of my life where I was kind of doing a deep dive into all of the different laws found in the Torah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I believe, and like, if there are any like hardcore, you know, Orthodox Jews watching this, I might get flamed, but I believe there are 513 laws. Um, they make, uh, cause I remember I was in Israel and I was given a yarmulke with, with the pomegranates on it. And I said, well, what do the pomegranates symbolize? And it's that they have 513 seeds. Okay. Which oh. symbolize the different laws. Is that like an actual fact or is that just like superstition? <laughs> I mean, I don't think every pomegranate has. <laughs> 513? Exactly, oh. Is it always oh, 613 laws? It, it may be 613. Okay. It may yeah. be six because I can't remember if it's five or six. Okay. But at any case, um, I did a deep dive, kind of looked through each one. What's interesting is like a lot of those um, Christians would follow anyways. Yeah. Right? Like if you look yeah. at the Ten Commandments. Obviously, mm-hmm. you know, except for maybe um, eating shrimp and catfish and pork. Yeah, and that's and that's that's the dietary laws. Okay. Um, so yeah, so I, I follow the the kosher the kosher laws. Okay. Uh, not to the extent of like, you know, if my uh, my beef and my cheese are together, I'm not going to eat it because of the rule where you know you can't cook a calf in its mother's milk. Yeah. Right, because that cheese may be from that that beef patty's mom's. You know. Okay. You know, you know yeah. it's mm-hmm. the Orthodox Jews really get into specifics. So I just kind of follow, you know, what I interpret from the Bible, uh, kosher law. Um, Do you feel like you have any conviction to follow that? Or is that just kind of like a logical uh, thing where you're like, I feel like I'm supposed to follow it, or like, I know because of this fact and this fact and this fact? Yeah. Um, no, it it is a conviction. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It is a conviction. You know, because the the cool thing is, is you know, I kind of get my Jewish heritage through my mother's side, mm-hmm. and you know, she, her and her ancestors, you know, for thousands of years have have kept to these to these things. So I do have a conviction about it. Um, yeah. So yeah. Okay. Cool. So. Um, so now, how does how does that affect your how does that affect your identity? Um, cause like you mentioned being Christian, but it, like there's are other parts about your identity that are important to you. 
So how does being Jewish affect my identity? Yeah, how does being Jewish, Messianic Jew? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'd say, you know, uh, I mean, it, it affects how I relate relate to the Lord. It, it affects, um, you know, how I actually practice my faith in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'd say, you know, there's a... Uh, I don't know. I think it's 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 interesting, you know, growing up in in Texas, where you know I didn't most most of my friends were not were not Jewish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and people kind of, uh, you know, it's always kind of something. Voila, not Jewish. Some people love to talk about, so it's something that's just come <laughs> up a lot in conversation, you know. And you brought it up. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, so I I like you know I, I well, love. Well, it's that. a it's a big part of your like. It'll be like, where do you go to church at? And you'll be like. I go to a Messianic Jew synagogue yeah. on Saturdays. Exactly. So it's a big part of I mean, It's a huge part yeah, of my identity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I love to talk about it. Um, but I think, you know, the, the, the main thing that I'd kind of like to emphasize is I think a lot of a lot of people, they can't even wrap their minds around Jewish people believing in Jesus. They can't, uh, they can't okay. wrap their minds around it. Is that something you feel like you run into with a lot of Christians? Like you're like Jew? All the time. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And it's sad, you know, because most Jews don't see him as, as a Messiah. They're still waiting on the Messiah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it uh, kind of makes sense why a lot of people wouldn't see uh, most Jews as being able to follow Jesus or believe in Jesus. Like exactly. They hear Jew, they s- hear anti-Jesus or not yeah. Jesus. No, precisely. And, um, you know, through much of much of history and much, you know, in the 20th century, you know, when, when Jews would find Jesus, they would leave their, their Jewish identity in the background. Mm-hmm. They, they would leave their split from their families. A lot of them were secular Jews. Okay. Yeah. And it wasn't until kind of the messianic movement came up where people realized, I don't have to leave my identity. As a Jew. As a Jew. To uh, be maybe Christian. God wouldn't want me to leave my hmm. identity. Interesting. So, so. Um, how does, uh, what are, what are some experiences that led up to you being taking on the Messianic Jewish identity slash believing in Jesus? Great question. Yeah, so <clears throat> Jesus is by far the most important part of my identity. Um, you know, I, I did grow up to to parents who, who taught me, always taught me that he was he was the Savior. He was the, the center of it all. Um, and, and I made that decision at a young age. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say there's a camp in, in Pennsylvania that I went to where that became a lot more, a lot more real. I kind of saw him working in people's lives in very real ways. You know, you saw a lot of kids inner city Philly, uh, and just kind of the surrounding suburbs, uh, having, you know, from really broken, broken homes, which I was blessed to not mm-hmm. have, you know, yeah. divorced parents, drugs, alcohol, abuse, whatever you, you see, and just seeing them find peace and love you know, in the relationship with, with Jesus, it, it, it kind of gave a whole new perspective on it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then I think also the, the opportunities I had there to, you know, be able to pour into other people's lives from the counselor side of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would say that those are, those are by far the most impactful experiences in terms of why I have such a, you know, I try to have such a faith and dedication, uh, towards Jesus. What, what can I ask you? What specific experiences you had that made you 
Yeah, that's that's a good question. Um, do you not remember them, or do you just remember it being important to you? Well, yeah, there was you know there was a specific summer, uh, kind of early in high school, where I had, you know, kind of gone you know middle school through my middle school years, you know, whatever had wandered, didn't really know where I fit in. Um, and uh, I think around then I was starting my landscaping business mm-hmm. in high school. Yeah. Um, so I was kind of, you know, I knew that I loved to make money. Mm-hmm. I knew that that was a big part of my identity. That sounds very uh, Jew of you. Sure. <laughs> Sorry, I had to, I had to make it's it true. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. I mean, you know, so, uh, you know. So, so how did, how did, uh, how did making money from land, lawn mowing, tr- how does, I must have missed something. Between well, so that was coming into this this camp experience oh okay that was my that was my focus right that was that was like everything i thought about was i want to be really rich someday yeah yeah, that's freshman high schooler you know Mm -hmm. super immature and i just remember going to this camp and uh just being surrounded you know it's one of these places where you have four to five bible studies a day Mm -hmm. you know you're in nature you're playing sports you're just surrounded by role models, college guys who have actually decided to, to split from, from the world mm-hmm. and to make, make Jesus their center point. And it, honestly, man, I just felt his love. I just mm-hmm. felt that intimacy with Jesus like I'd never felt before. And at that moment, I was like, hey, you know, it's not that landscaping's bad. It's not that whatever these other hobbies or, or people or things I desire in life are bad they're all they can all be good things but but if I really am a follower of Jesus that should be something that changes everything that I do Mm -hmm. that should affect every single area of my life so seeing how other people live their lives is kind of was it was one of the things that made you decide to follow Jesus yeah because you know the world the world tells you you know I mean what 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 college age kids or adult like you know what college age kids gonna sacrifice a summer to just pour into and love youth for you know a dollar it sounds like it was a good time anyways it was you know games friends people who try to care about each other yeah do you think that could have been the draw i don't not a lot of sleep not a lot of sleep yeah no yeah yeah i mean it for some of them sure but uh the ones that have the biggest impact on me, I could tell is genuine. I could tell there's okay. something there's something different about them. Yeah. Than uh okay. than what the world gives you. Alright. So cool. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to decide whether to warm the batteries up again. Because they're getting kinda cold. Yeah. Or to ask you about how your identity and religion affects your politics. How does you, how does your identity and religion affect your politics? We've got one bar, <laughs> one bar. Let's see if we can cover way, all of it. If I'm shaking, I'm a little bit chilly. So no, it is very cold here, like super duper cold. <laughs> I Indeed. we are masticists, and that's why we came out here to do this. Indeed. Also, Nathaniel's really a good friend. <laughs> I was, you know. I'm 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 impressed that you made it up here. This is this is Joshua's first fourteener and Mount Albert was a heck of a Yeah, and we just arrived yesterday. Yeah. And then we hiked it today after sleeping in sub freezing temperatures in the woods. So it's been a miserable last twenty four hours. <laughs> 
I've been having fun, but this <laughs> 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 is my element, man. I, you know what? I've been having fun, but just so that y'all know, I'm lying to myself. It's <laughs> <laughs> funny. Yeah, but politics, man. I mean, we have one bar, but I think you know. Don't worry about it. I don't push even, forward. Well, I'll, I'll edit it. I don't have. I mean, what do you mean? I mean, I don't have like political stances necessarily. Uh, okay, okay, to, okay. Uh, I'm gonna stop your you question. What political? What things in politics do you care about? Politics. I care about stuff that stems from the morality that I've I have from God. So, like pro-life. Okay. 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 So I I value human life. I think. We're made in the image of God, and I think whether you're looking at the abortion uh, kind of agenda of, hey, you know, it's okay to throw around your body and have fun and have sex, mm -hmm. abortion's this option, I think that's devaluing the lives of, of those girls and of those guys who are participating in those things, and then also of, of that baby boy or girl who's getting aborted. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I look at, from that same standpoint of, of human beings have a lot of inherent value. I, I also interpret, um, uh, you know, the, the transgenderism stuff as well. Mm, uh, okay. How as, do you, you interpret know, it? Well, it's, 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 it's a really sad, it's a really sad thing. Okay. I think people who go through that, um, you know, I think the, I think God created everything with teleology, which means he created everything with purpose. Teleology. Teleology means something with purpose or purpose. Oh, purposeful. That's cool. He was a purposeful creator. Okay. Yeah. And um so he created men and and women, he created them with purpose, with, with different yeah. functions that they serve. Um and I think a lot of the kind of modern day movement is saying, Hey, you know, how we were created doesn't matter, you know, because I mean God isn't in the picture anymore. So, you know, it's all social constructs, social constructs. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, at the end of the day, there, there's, a, there's an XX and an XY. And, again, you know, on the personal level, I don't think saying that to someone who's suffering from that is going to change their minds. Mm -hmm. Right? Speaking of which, if I made, like, a shirt that was, like, XX does not equal XY, like, that has that on it, comment on whether you'd buy that because then I'll make them and sell them. Yeah, and you know, and maybe that's maybe that would be uh, a, a good thing to get out. Mm -hmm. You know. Okay. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so it's just you know, it's 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 a sad reality of of, of the times, and mm -hmm. I think it's uh, there's there's no easy fix to it other than just trying to point people back to to our Creator and to creation, mm -hmm. to Genesis. Yeah. Okay. Um, what makes you believe in Genesis over other, or you know? believe in Jesus I mean I know you had a great experience but do you have you have you had any other great experiences with other religions or any experience with them at all really um yeah um so coming to UT Dallas it's a very uh diverse student body okay and yeah I had I had the opportunity to meet a few like Muslims you okay. know yeah Muslims guys who uh take their religion very seriously and uh and treat people with a lot of respect and love we were talking about 
<clears throat> your interactions with other religions. Yeah. And how nice they were. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, we were talking about, about that. And just a correction from earlier. I looked it up during our break. 613 commandments. Okay. So you're a better Jew than I am. Ah. Uh, but, yeah, so, you know, but kind of, you know, so I've, I've, I've come into contact with uh, and become good friends with, with multiple Muslims on campus, um, especially one guy who we, we've, we've had a lot of talks. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, I – great people i empathize with them a lot mm-hmm. yeah um but you know but uh i think whether it's whether it's it's muslim or, or being someone who's jewish it's i think at the end of the day a lot of it is kind of trying to earn your own way and you'll you'll see okay. that in a lot of different religions and i know it, it portrays itself differently um so yeah but you know so it's been interesting and especially you know talking to muslim people it's they it's almost like the bar of of earning your way there is actually pretty low. It's pretty low. Okay. How do you mean? Yeah. So, you know, it's, um, it's like, yeah, Allah, Allah will, will be merciful, but -hmm. at the same time, Allah is going to weigh your good deeds and your bad deeds. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I think kind of the, the, a lot of how I kind of view, view, you know, humans, uh, as a follower, you know, of Jesus and, and as how we view God is, is someone who can't even be in the presence of any sin. Mm-hmm. Um, so even one sin would be something that would, would bar us from his presence. Mm, okay. Yeah. And where he couldn't even be in our presence. Um, so, uh, whereas with Muslims, it's, well, if you have more good deeds than bad deeds, however the heck they measure that, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So, well, yeah. So, yeah, what I've heard, it's not clear on how it's measured. So, uh, for yeah. Christians, it's we're bad, unequivocally and completely, yeah. and the only reason we're saved is because of uh, because of the blood of Jesus Christ. Yeah. So we're yeah. bad, and and we're and there are good parts of us too, right? Yeah, but the good parts don't get us to heaven. They so, don't. Yeah, it's true. There's no work that undoes uh, undoes an evil. Um, yeah. At least the the sin that's marked on your soul so yeah that's not biblical that's just a way of saying it i guess but, sure um what would you say is uh gives your life meaning or what would you say the meaning of life is that's a tough question josh mm-hmm. um why i ask it i'd say I'll answer that in two parts. Kind okay. Of the grand scheme and then day to day. Okay. Um, grand scheme, I think what gives my life meaning is that I believe God put me here f- for a specific purpose. Okay. At the specific time. All right. And to expand on that, something that he's kind of been speaking to me recently has been, you know, I've I've been been trying to plug in and hear his voice mm-hmm. in my own life recently. It's been a struggle, yeah. Because sometimes it can be kind of hard to hear. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's there's a Bible verse. It's Proverbs twenty one one, I believe. Uh, I believe it's there. But it says, uh, uh, "The heart of the king is in the Lord's hands; he guides its desires like okay. a stream." Okay. You know, and I think that spoke to me because um, if if God communicates to a king that way, how much more through us to us? Sure. I mean, like if if being a king is, you know, 
the uh, the uh, the apex mm-hmm. of what a human being could be, and God could communicate to a king through that. I think God can communicate to us through that. Yeah. So I think really what it is for me is trying to plug into God's heart and trying to live the purpose He has for me. And I okay. think if we can align hearts, then I can just as I can follow my desires. Al- align which hearts? My heart to God's heart. Okay. Okay. Just yeah. Clarification. We can. Uh, I believe he can change. He has changed my desires and he can change my desires and continue to change my mm-hmm. desires. And I can just take doors that he opens. Do you feel like you found the purpose that God has created you for? You know, it's, that's an interesting question because there have been, you know, I, I, I think, I think, you know, I think it's the approach is kind of what I found. It's that no matter where life takes me, mm-hmm. it's the approach in which I live it. And okay. How so it the purpose is how you live life. It's how you live life. Okay. There's not like a... So I guess um, for Brandon Sanderson fans, uh, it's more about the journey than the destination kind of thing? 100%. And, okay. And, and to kind of plug that in is I still do believe God has us here for a purpose. Mm-hmm. But I don't think we have to have that purpose nailed down. Yeah. Again, I think the process is trying to stay in step with the Holy Spirit and trying to continually search our hearts and get wisdom from scripture, mm-hmm. from believers. Yeah. And that's the approach. I think that's what gives meaning to life because then I think I think God God opens doors and God closes doors. Okay. Do you feel like he's uh closed and open do you feel like there are doors that have been closed and or doors that have been opened in your life? If so, which ones? That's a good or question. is there a way to know? Yeah, that's, you know. Well, yeah, I think I think I can definitely point to the doors that have been opened. Mm-hmm. Um I think my struggle has been picking between the doors that he opens because mm. God has been God has been, I mean, very good. And that, so, that's a good problem to have, right? So this sounds more ethereal than like like a really precise or opening doors because it could be a coincidental door opening. Doesn't? Do you believe that it could be, it's always God or sometimes it just happens to be that? Yeah, man. I mean, yeah. I mean, because, yeah, I mean, any anyone... No, no matter what your worldview is, you're gonna have doors open for you, and you're mm-hmm. gonna have doors closed for you. Yeah, I think for myself, when I look at kind of the the big picture, and it's it's often a lot easier to see it in in hindsight. Mm-hmm. Hindsight is twenty twenty. Yeah. yeah. Um. For instance, like going to UT Dallas, mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't want to go to college. Okay. Right. I was gonna yeah. be the the one kid. All of my siblings went to school. All mm-hmm. my older siblings. I was gonna be the one kid. I had my real estate license before like right after graduating high school, I was going to go straight into that. Mm -hmm. College was not for me. And, and that was affirmed by my, by my parents. That was, you know, I was like, that's, that's, that's the door God has given me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Then got a really good scholarship to Dallas and got a lot of counsel to go that direction. And I weighed my options and I ended up stepping through that door. And now I can say with a hundred percent confidence in hindsight and in the Mm -hmm. moment, I felt like I was missing out, right? Mm, College yeah. kids, you don't make that dough. You know what I'm saying? 
Real estate agents in 2021 and 2022 made that dough. Yeah. So I, the, yeah, and you had opportunities that you could have gone to actually make money during that time, yeah, right? Yeah, hundred percent. And and, mm-hmm. and and connections I'd made, I saw them doing that, and and I had friends that I'd made in that area that I felt like I was being pulled away from. But I can say now, in assurance, with the people that I've come in contact with, the just the work of God on at UT Dallas that I've been able to be a part of, uh, the things I've learned, the ways I've grown as a person, as mm-hmm. an individual. Yeah. Hundred mm-hmm. percent. I would make. I would never. I wouldn't change that choice. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it was God's. It was God's hand. So I know. Uh, previously on the mountain, uh, you mentioned uh, you don't have political stances. You have uh, religious stances. Is that the way you said it? Or uh, I mean, you know, all I said was I try not to be a political person. Okay. I try to anything Do you that. Vote? I, I do vote, yes. Okay. What would make you not a political person? What are the things that would, like, not talking about it a whole bunch? Okay. Well, I think we got to, yeah, I think we got to define our terms. Yeah, yeah. Okay, my uh, seat bag is flying away there. Okay, I'm going to go grab that really quick. Do it. Josh. Josh is the best. Oh, he got it. In his chair is falling over. Oof. It's windy out here, guys. Real windy. Josh, is the audio that that the audience are going to hear, is it going to come through as clear as it's coming through our headphones? Yeah, yeah, it is. Okay. Yeah. So, like, the wind that we're hearing, Yeah. They're go- like, the wind that you can tell you're hearing through the microphone, they're going to hear that. Got so, it. Got it. Which means that it's all. Uh, let me. Uh, man, it is hella windy here. Okay, so. Yeah. Um, politics. Define, defining terms. Okay. What would you say is a political person? I don't necessarily. I'm not necessarily asking if you're a political person. It's about the political things that you care about. Okay. Right. So what what is going to influence how you vote, the people you're friends with, um, that kind of thing. Do, because do you feel like you make f- friends sometimes, or at least in the degree that they're close to you based off of their politics? Like if somebody believed in abortion, like you mentioned earlier, like, or supported abortion or pro-choice or whatever it was, do you feel like you'd be able to grow a really close friendship with that person? I have friends who are pro-choice. My closest friends are pro-life. Okay. So, what are the things that influence the people you hang out with, the the stuff that influences how you vote? Yeah, so, I mean, like like we're talking about on the mountain, I think, you know, I, I see kind of two different, two different things that, that, uh, that are kind of at play. Because, you know, in really kind of the, the scope of which I see this through and why I kind of I don't want to just align myself with, with politics mm-hmm. is, you know, there's this group on campus called Turning Point USA. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They're cool. You know, they're whatever. I mean, I may agree with, with a lot of what they're doing, but the the students who get involved in that, that's kind of like their thing. That's kind of like their uh, 
their their ministry i guess you mm-hmm. could say to the campus yeah i don't ever want politics to be my ministry especially like identity politics you okay know, right right and left right and left because i don't even think in terms of parties okay. at all um so how i view politics so how i view my ministry is again mm-hmm through being a follower of Jesus and sharing that with others, how I view politics is going to be through being a follower of Jesus. And what, what does the Bible actually say about how we should view people, Mm -hmm. how we should view work, how we should view relationships, how we should view, you know, crime. Yeah. You know, so yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's kind of how I, you know, view, view those things. Okay. So, yeah. Um, I think I would I would say you're a conservative. I know you don't like the the sure. names, but yeah, because like I would say that I also agree with like it doesn't party this, party that. I you know if if being a Republican changes between 1950 and now, then like are you is it about what you believe or is it just about the party? Mm, um, that's good. So, is there anything else you want to talk about before we kind of close out? I mean, I mean, I want to talk about how, uh, you know, how crazy of a man, how crazy of a man you are, to uh, recommend hiking this 14er on a three-day weekend. Okay, yeah, story time. Um, I think that the viewers should know because yeah. they obviously like like you as a person yeah. because they're listening to this podcast. So yeah, yeah. Okay, so here's um, here's what happened. I reached out to Nathaniel in July and I was like, "Hey, I have three day weekends. That sucker's gone." <laughs> <laughs> I think the wind Ooh. might blow it closer to the bank, so we'll be able to no, grab that bag yeah. later. Not worried about it. Sorry, the wind is. Brutal, right? I don't know if you can see it, like the lake and how it's whipping our hair. I, yeah. Anyways, the uh, I reached out to Nathaniel in July and I was like, "Hey, I have three day weekends. Do you want to drive up on a Friday to the Sawatch Mountains and summit a 14er on Saturday after camping in the woods on Friday night, and then camping in the woods on Saturday night once we've summited it." And coming back down. And then shortly after I get this podcast organized, I'm like, oh, I want to take all of the podcast equipment to the top of the mountain to interview him. I have never hiked a mountain, period. It's true. He's hiked like six under worse circumstances. So today was fun. Um, I I planned I planned for recording this podcast although I didn't know that batteries lost their efficacy once they were very cold and it was below freezing last night. So the batteries that I had in the PodTrack recorder were not working. Uh, it's supposed to last for 3 hours it lasted for like 7 minutes. So this proceeds. I, I didn't know he had a. I didn't know he had a phone charger. So I reached out to, uh, or like it was like, oh, okay, you have a phone charger. I forgot to bring the USB C charger for the freaking Zoom Pod Track recorder. So this 
causes uh, a series of interactions with Nathaniel uh, being a great friend. I mean, I'm I'm there hanging out with the podcast equipment, but he goes. You're a great friend. Okay, yeah, thanks. He goes and begs the 50 people that are on top of this mountain <laughs> to ask them if they have a USB-C charger cord and to pay them via Venmo. I offered up to half my birthright. No one took it up. Nobody it didn't. Was, now, but it was a good experience because it was a reason to talk to 50 different people who were crazy enough to be on top of the highest mountain in all of Colorado. Yeah, yeah. Which was cool. Um, Which was cool. And we met a lot of really sweet people. So there was a lot of love. There was a lot of love. A lot of people that really cared. A lot of people that searched their backpacks. Um, people have too many iPhones is the summation. Um, so... <laughs> It's true. <laughs> old iPhones. Old iPhones with their lightning chargers. Anyways. As they should be. Uh, there is this. There was this very helpful uh, gentleman that stopped by, and he was like, hey, did you know, well, it might be that they're cold. And we're like, cold? The, batter- the batteries. The batteries. Yeah. He's like, yeah, well, if you warm them up, they'll start working again. And so I, I grab the batteries and put them in my hand, and he turns to me and looks really seriously at me, and he's like, it works best if you put them in your underwear. So uh, we took turns uh, putting uh, these frozen batteries in our crotch. So we got 10-minute segments. 10-minute segments. For each time we... and. Finally, they stopped working just entirely, and we were like, well, there's a cool lake down at the bottom of the mountain. Let's just continue recording there. We got like 20 to 30 minutes of what we needed. By the way, I'm a big fan of this lake as a recording spot. Yeah, yeah. It was a little bit hectic on top of that 14er, as you can imagine. It was cold. It was cold. It was cold. We were up there for probably two and a half hours. At fourteen, was it fourteen thousand four hundred feet? Pedaling away for at least an hour. Oh my gosh, we had splitting headaches. Um, I had like Nathaniel didn't have altitude sickness going up. I did. He had an altitude sickness going down. I didn't. I just want to, you know, I just want to say that it's a great thing that, you know, can I just share the gospel? with the listeners really fast sure that's fine okay this is a really cool way of of kind of of kind of picturing it so there's two biographies okay there's one biography and it's it's a biography of you whoever you are your name's on that biography and it's a book that details every single good thing and bad thing you've done okay Mm -hmm. so maybe there's some stuff in there you're proud of i'm proud of hiking this 14er Mm -hmm. yeah me too maybe there's some stuff you're not proud of maybe there's some stuff that gives you shame some mistakes you've made. And then there's another biography, and it's got Jesus' name on it. Okay? Uh, and this biography is, is perfect. Mm-hmm. It's his perfect life. He was a perfect person. He loved people perfectly. And he cared for people, and he saw people that normal people don't see. The broken, the hurting, the rejected by society. Okay, so we got these two biographies. So basically, God, in his exuberant kindness, changed the covers of these biographies. Jesus' name is on our biography of mistakes. Our name is on Jesus' biography, the perfect book. Mm. How could this be? How could a just God do this? Because he died on the cross for your sins. Because he took the punishment 
for every wrong thing that you you've done and you've committed and when he was nailed on that cross your biography of mistakes was nailed on that cross as well and you're a new creation so that's something that gives me joy and that's Mm -hmm. something that i wanted to share with people and that's something that uh you know each and every one of you just know that that's that jesus loves you enough to do that all righty i think i'm gonna wrap it up there is there anything you want to sh- anything you want to say? This is the Conservative Gen Zer podcast. Thank you for watching. I'll see you next Saturday. See y'all later. Thank you, Josh. <sighs> here we are at the end of the video. Since you're here, you might as well consider liking and subscribing. Always remember to keep on seeking to understand and love the people around you. I'll see you next Saturday, guys. Bye.